Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. And here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go. Let's go. Go. And a good Tuesday morning, Birds fans. And you Philly fans who now have new plans for tonight, hoping not to have to watch baseball. Oh, yeah, you do. First time ever in the history of the Philadelphia Phillies. They got a game <coughs> seven coming their way. Uh, we'll certainly be pulling for the Phillies, but we'll be talking about the Eagles for the next two hours here on Birds 365. John McMullen, Jody McDonald. Uh, actual news, Johnny Mac, not just a... Nick Sirianni recap. Uh, why can't anybody else do the tush push like us type press gathering yesterday? <laughs> he was going to come on and say the Eagles have made a big addition to the roster, except he didn't, huh? No, no. Well, you know, I mean, they couldn't announce it, so it's fine. He, but uh, everybody knew it. He kind of wink winked and played along. So Kevin Bayard is here, Philadelphia native, uh, moved away when he was. 
a teenager, um, uh, went to Middle Tennessee State, the first ever Middle Tennessee State, all, all Middle Tennessee State back end with Reed Blankenship. Very good player. Yeah, I, I can't figure out the rest of this league sometimes. I mean, they just hand gifts to Howie Roseman. Oh, Howie's calling up. Let me let me give him a gift. I, I These young general, I've said it for a while. They're an embarrassment. I, I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. He got he got a two-time all-pro safety for basically three million dollars because they already paid most of his salary. Um for a fifth round pick, a sixth round pick, and a, and and Terrell Edmonds. Uh, uh, yeah, I, uh, we're gonna have our old buddy Teron Davenport on who covers the Titans. Now I'm look. They they understand they're moving on from after the season. They're trying to get something back. But I, I I do not understand. This is not the NBA. The, the, the NFL has proven time and time again, if you make good decisions, you can turn things around very, very, very quickly. Very quickly. If, if you keep all pro players. You know, you got to keep your best players. He's only 30 years old. He turned 30 in August. Now, that's a dirty word in the NFL, but he's still playing at a very high level. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have a uh, an idea? Because I don't know what these guys are doing, Jody. I don't know what these guys are doing. I'm not here to tremendously defend the Titans general manager because when I found out what the compensation was for fired i had to read it twice just to make sure i read it right the first time because i couldn't believe that they couldn't get higher compensation for him but unless the guy is a complete incompetent that i don't know to be that that to be the case once the titans make their decision listen we're not really even though we're in a what seems to be a winnable division the jags are already up to five wins so they're going to be tough to catch we're not winning 11 games, so we're not in a wild card mix. We have to admit to ourselves that this is just not going to be a playoff year for it. When they come to that decision, and I'm sure they did uh, this week or maybe even the week before, you start to offer the player around the league. You go to any team that you think has any desire to upgrade its safety, and you try and build some leverage between a couple different competing teams for the services of the player that you're going to make available. So if you want to take a shot at the Tennessee general manager, you're well within your rights and probably very right. Yeah, he already got so. one fired. Now he's going to get two fired. So, But I'll, I'll add to it. Take your shot at the rest of the general managers around the league. How many teams would you say out there couldn't improve by getting a Kevin Byard right now? There's probably 10. Yeah, well, yeah, playoff contenders, certainly. Yes. Um, uh, so they are... none of them stepped up and put a better offer on the table than Howie Roseman. Oh, so oh, shame I, on all know... of those general managers, too. It's not just the Tennessee guy. It's the fact that other general managers aren't willing to part with a fifth or a sixth or a, a replacement yeah, part. Yeah, you need, those, you need those fifth and sixth round picks. These guys are nuts, Jody. These guys are freaking nuts. I, I I don't I don't know how else I've been talking about it for a while, and uh, you have this sort of groupthink mindset, and it's interesting because I I'm, I'm always amazed at groupthink people who think 
they're smarter than everybody else in the room, yet they think exactly the same as everybody else in the room. Oh, you got to get draft capital. You got to get J3 draft capital. What what are the odds that you get a two-time Pro Bowl player in the fifth round or a sixth round? It might happen. You might get a Hall of Famer like Jason Kelsey. I don't like those odds. You can always point to the outlier and say, yeah, well, tell me all the other Eagles' sixth-round picks and fifth-round picks since Jason Kelsey has got here. Then then, then accumulate and, 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 and add up the odds of that happening again. Yep. They ain't great. Um, it, it, it's, it comes down to the basketball, the hinky mentality, since we're in Philadelphia. I hate to say that name, but I'm going to say it. You have this whole group think philosophy that if you're not first, you're last, and you're right. And I, heard, and I was watching Monday Night Football last night, Jody, and a hundred times, I swear, um, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman doing the game, and they're great. I'm not one of those people. Uh, They're great at what they do. They must have mentioned a hundred times, oh, Minnesota doesn't win this game. They might sell. And I'm thinking to myself, if you're that bad of an organization that you're making your decision to buy or sell at the trade deadline over 60 minutes of football, you, you might as well pack it in if you're making a decision. Now, I, I start to say that's just TV speak. That's not really how teams think. But I give teams too much credit. They might be dumber than Buck and Aikman. Oh, they might make their decision on 60 minutes of football. They might. And it, it, it it's, you know, how he takes advantage of them, and Eagles fans are lucky to have him. And I joke around all the time. I I I said it yesterday. I'm old enough to remember when I got killed for saying Howie was a top 10 GM. I undersold him. He embarrasses these guys on the regular. And this is just another example of it. And Teron's, you know, uh, does a tremendous job. And I'm sure he's going to couch it as, oh, well, you know, they were moving on and you get what you can. Yeah. All right. I, I, I mean, I just don't agree with the philosophy. I just don't agree with the philosophy. And the Eagles beat, there's 32 teams. The Eagles are better than 24 of them just on philosophy alone. I I, I swear to God, Jody, from day, before they even accumulate anything, they're better than 24, about three-quarters of the league on philosophy. I agree with you there. Um, so I guess I'm playing a little devil's advocate here, but I, I kind of mean it. Um, so if the best offer was the Philadelphia Eagles offer, if the general manager had done his due diligence and called the, and you and I could sit down and come up with a list of 10 teams that we could legitimately say, all right, if we give them Bayard, it makes them a better team. They believe they're a playoff team that we can have a realistic conversation with them. Let's say he made those 10 calls. And one of course, with, of which was Eagles. And the best offer he had was the Philadelphia Eagle offer, which on paper looks wanting to you and I, that it isn't quite enough to get a guy like Bayard's talent. Do you just keep the player? I would. I, I'd let it play out because the player's too good. Um, here's, you know, here's where here's where I'll agree with you. We still have eight more days until the trade deadline. And I don't think now here's the one risk you take. Do you sit fired last next next week? He never misses a game. That's one of the beauties of the player that the Eagles acquire. He plays every single game. He never gets hurt. He's tough as nails. 
Do you sit him next week? Do you wait till right before the trade deadline and think I mean, the desire the is going to go up? The Eagles went through this with Zach Ertz in, in a lot of ways, and, and, and they just played him and played him and played him, and when something happened, they, they, they traded him. And if he would have gotten hurt, he would have gotten hurt. You can't legislate that kind of stuff. Um, and, and I'm sure, you know, from, from Tennessee's perspective, I'm sure everything you're saying is true. They were going to move on anyway, so you might as well get as much as humanly possible and, you know, waiting eight days probably isn't going to matter that much. Um, and that's sort of the philosophy of these morons. It's interesting because they contradict um, each other. Uh, by their actions. And what I mean by that is, well, you have a two-time Pro Bowl safety. He's still playing at a high level. And by the way, he's a team captain for five years. Evidently, um, you know, he's tremendous in the locker room as well. Um, so you have this guy who's, you know, called the mayor of the team, um, you know, basically, a I don't want to say a Malcolm Jenkins type leader, but for them, and we'll ask Teron about that because I'm not there, but he's certainly a leader of the team. And, you know, other teams don't value him either. So how he wins in the margins. And look, I, I there, there are things I don't like about Howie all, all the time. I, I say, you know, I say all the time I would have kept T.J. Edwards. Uh, I think he goes too far. And he's, it's not like he's going to sit here and pay a 31-year-old safety $15 million. So he's got to, you know, make something happen from a contract standpoint if he plays well, or he's probably just going to be a rental player if he doesn't play well, and they're going to move in a different direction. I'm not saying he does everything right, but when he's going to try to win a Super Bowl, as he obviously is here, he's going to take advantage of these goofballs in the margins because they say, well, the player's really, really good, and I got it, but I can't afford him, and I can't afford to pay on. And he, they talked to all their friends who have the same group think mentality. Oh, I can't do that. I can't give anything up for Kevin Byard. I can't give up a fifth and a sixth round pick for Kevin Byard. Uh, that's too valuable. Um, I, I mean, everybody thinks the same, and they all think they're the smartest guys in the room. And you know, John Robinson already got fired and, you know, Rand Carthon, who's the GM now, um, son of Maurice Carthon. Um, good luck. Good luck with this plan because everybody's got the same thought process as you. So I always say, Jody, and you've heard me say this, when everybody's doing the same damn thing, you better be the best. Yeah, you got to be the best at it. Here's... One other question for Howie, and then I'm pretty sure I know the answer, which means you'll know the answer. The Eagles gave up two draft picks, day three draft picks, later round draft picks. Good luck finding JC Kelly, Jason Kelsey in this upcoming draft type draft picks. And Edmonds, ooh, and nice knowing you, Mr. Edmonds. Thanks for coming in and holding down the fort for seven weeks. Uh, the fact that he's been replaced by a player who's better than him, he can't even worry about uh, losing a guy like that. But now the Eagles get a little low on draft picks. We know they're going to get compensatory picks this offseason. Don't know when. It's not happening till after the season is over and done with. So you can't trade compensatory picks that you think you're going to get because you don't have them yet. 
So no. they're a little short on draft picks now, which to me basically takes Howie out of the trade deadline mix heading toward next Tuesday when the trade deadline hits. Yeah, if most they- likely, but he often, you know, he often gets people to take future picks as well. 2025. He, he, I, I believe there was even a 2026 at, at one point. It might've been for Swift, but I have to double check that. Um, he gets people to take future picks as well. Uh, but you're right. You can't yeah, play. He, I mean, be careful with that. You know, who did that John the Rams and they won the Super Bowl. And if how he turns it into a Super Bowl, yeah, it'd be good. Then we'd have a parade and everybody would uh, have a party here in Philadelphia. The Rams kind of fell off the end of the earth as soon as they won the Super Bowl. So that if you do that, you start trading future picks because, you know, a future pick, the further years you get away, the higher the round you got to give up. Every year that you move off moves that pick up at least a round in value. So when you do start talking about trading futures, it can get a little expensive. You can pay an extra price down the road. Do you think Harry Roseman's going to go there? No, I I don't think. I mean, this is his trade deadline deal. If if he does anything else, it's going to be minor in the in more of the Albert O category, not something that's not that relevant. Um, and but yeah, I mean, but from the draft picky, and you're right, people are going to go insane, and we'll talk about that in the off season constantly because the draft becomes the be all end all. Uh, but they're trying to win a Super Bowl. And while, yeah, you can't trade compensatory picks, he knows he has those compensatory picks. So what he can do is trade the picks he does have because he knows they're right, coming. They don't have many picks left. Um, well, 2023, I'm just looking at 2024. Um, I'm just looking it up. So they have their own pick in the first round, their own pick in the second round. They have a Saints pick in the second round. They have a uh, projected compensatory pick in the third round. They traded. Um, yeah, but I'm not talking about trading it. Uh, I'm saying he traded it because he knows he's got the compensatory picks. Right, coming. but I'm talking about trading, making if there's another deal to be made. I'm not going to make another deal. What oh, I mean, so he's you not, think he's done? This is it. Again, if he does something else, it's going to be minor, and it's not even going to be you know maybe trading space. Uh, two years down the road or moving up in a lower round, like an Albert O pick, as I said, an Albert O trade, a meaningless trade. This is the splash. There, there's not another splash coming. Um, but one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So for those, that's what the Eagles are going to have eight picks next year, 2024. Now, the forum are compensatory. Um, but that's right, what they're so going to they have. They get eight pits, two ones, and a, a one and two twos. Yeah, one and, and two twos. you doubt how he's giving up either of those two because you don't think there's a splash trade left. No. So realistically, they've got one pick that they could trade this upcoming year if they're going to do something between now and uh, the trade deadline. Yeah, but they're, I mean, this is, this is, I mean, don't get greedy, people. I'm <laughs> this just is asking. It. This is how he likes to wheel and deal. This He's listening to John McMullen put him on a pedestal here that he takes advantage of all these other uh, fools on the National Football League. Yeah. Why wouldn't you keep making calls? Uh, yeah, well, they, they you don't have yeah. any bullets left in the gun is my point. He's, he's kind of out of picks at this stage. I'm good. The Eagles are good. They made a major acquisition yesterday and how he fleeced another team, the Tennessee Titans. All I'm pointing out is... 
for those who are going to get greedy and go, oh, oh, oh we, well, for really those who are going to get greedy, we really I mean, use I a uh, better slot corner and upgrade a Bradley Roby's Bradley Roby. He's old. He's hurt. Well, got Eli he's Rick. Get a better slot corner. Uh, Howie, go get one. Howie's out of bullets. My old buddy Mike K thinks Eli Ricks is going to make uh, Darius Slay uh, uh, worried for his job. So they're they're evidently fine at uh, slot corner. Um, we we officially we've officially acknowledged Eli Ricks as a starting level slot no, corner I'm, in I'm, the league. I'm, no, I'm being completely completely facetious. That is Bradley Roby's job um, when he's healthy and even more so. You know, probably Josiah Scott, if if not. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can't do everything. I mean, for the greedy people, I hear what you're saying. But, I mean, all, all I can say to them is stop being a glutton. You just got a two-bowl. Oh, two, that, there are Eagle Free fans pro, out there uh, that fall safety. into that glutton category. Oh, I you know. know it, I know it. That some people want uh, every single trade to be the knockdown, drop-dead winner that Howie Roseman made yesterday. And they will expect more. I'm sorry. If Bradley Roby makes the Pro Bowl as a, a a slot cornerback this year, I'll eat my hat, okay? He came in. They put him in for a good – as many plays as they thought they could put him in without getting him hurt. And then the next week they put him in and he gets hurt. Yeah, so I'm not saying I'm not Bradley Roby. take Bradley Roby as a given at the slot corner. Uh, I'm, I'm saying he's their best available option. Is what I'm saying. You can't have a star at every player. I know everybody, every position. I know everybody wants uh, that. Um, and the Eagles came probably as close as humanly possible on offense last year. Um, yeah, you, you can't have an all pro at every stinking position. So it would say, um, you know, on paper, the rest of the league keeps giving the Eagles gifts and I don't understand it. Um, but Eagles fans should be happy with it. Um, and you know, San Francisco loses, they got a leg up again. You know, I think, uh, 25 straight weeks is what, uh, think about that 25 straight weeks, uh, per Ruben Frank, the Eagles have been either tied for the best record or had the best record. Um, yeah, I don't know what the rest of this league is doing because it's all parity-driven, um, except for very few teams. And that list of teams keeps shrinking because these GMs keep making bad decisions. Um, I'm trying to add up Ruben's number. Uh, start. When does that 25-week start? After the Super Bowl? No, regular season he's a regular season. Only. Oh, okay. Because, yeah. yeah, when they kind of lost Kansas City. Up until that point, they were tied for the best record with the yeah. Chiefs. When they lost the Super Bowl, season they kind of gave the Chiefs the best record. So, season uh, just uh, regular season is, is what you're saying. All yeah. Right. Hi, he's McMullen. I'm McDonald. You got Mac and Mac here on Birds 365. We hope to punch up Torin Davenport from ESPN. Uh, ESPN Nation, ESPN Radio. He covers the Titans for ESPN. He's going to join us next. He's going to be able to give us some great insight to the strong safety that the Eagles acquired yesterday. Yes, the Middle Tennessee State pairing that will be taking over at safety for the Philadelphia Eagles. Turned the Blue Raiders play. show. 
Yeah. The Middle Tennessee State Blue I, Raiders. I, I, I give you a key question since you know they're the Blue Raiders. Where is Middle Tennessee State located? I believe, and this is off, I believe it's Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Murfreesboro. Yeah. I have never, have you ever been to Murfreesboro? I have not. I have not. Am I right? I don't yes, even know. Yes, you are right. right. And usually when you think <laughs> Murph, it's M U R P H. No, M U R F. Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Yeah. I couldn't find it with a map, but uh, the Eagles' starting safeties have both come out of Murfreesboro and will be out there for the Birds on Sunday. All right, coming up next, Turn Davenport going to talk some Kevin Byard with us here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit at pond lee hockey we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients and we're confident we can do the same for you with over 250 years of combined courtroom experience We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, Blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Mag and Mac here with you on Birds 365. Just tuning in. Eagles made a major addition yesterday, picking up Kevin Bayard in a deal with the Tennessee Titans. 
Joining us is a guy who knows the newest Eagle quite well. He's been covering him for the last several years down there in Tennessee. Our buddy Turin Davenport from ESPN joins us here on Birds 365. Turin, I saw your tweet shortly after the trade was announced that you lost a good guy in the locker room, a guy that yeah. you could talk to and uh, have a face-to-face, heart-to-heart, uh, hang with you after a game, win or lose. How big a presence is Bayard in a team's locker room that you've been able to witness the last couple of years? Yeah, Kevin Byard was a huge presence in the locker room. He's somebody where you would see him, you know, they would have five minutes before it's time to go out to practice. And, you know, open locker room, you got about 45 minutes or so to talk to the players. And he'll be one of the first ones that people go to. And he would feel scrums at his at his locker like in in waves and he just would stand there and just eat it all up and and just continue to answer the same question three or four times then after that if you if you have a question you could always go over to akb you know what did you see on this plate and he was really good from that perspective as far as just always making sure in fact we have an award here on the pfwa you know you have your good guy award for each each uh, locker room, and, and he won the first good guy award. We had Eddie George come in and present it to him. So that just tells you right there. Uh, Teron, good seeing you, first of yes, all. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, it, it, you know, I get, and and tell me if I'm wrong here, because uh, you you were here covering Malcolm Jenkins. I get a Malcolm Jenkins vibe with with, yeah. with Iard as far as a team leader, uh, I believe five-time captain. Uh, what am I missing here? Guy makes that, plays. He's durable. I I get the fact that Tennessee doesn't think they're ready to compete. I get the fact that he's thirty. I get the fact that he's expensive. But boy, I mean, from our perspective here in Philadelphia, we're like, how he did it again? Why Why is Rand Carthon giving the Eagles a gift like Kevin Byer? Well, this is something that kind of came up in the offseason about a $19 million safety. And the team just, they're, they're not going to swallow that, that salary next year. So it's something that they, you know, they approached him about taking a pay cut. And he initially balked at it and then did. And this is a team that doesn't have, they only had six draft picks. So now, you know, this boosts them up to eight. They're rebuilding. They really like, if you remember a, a few years ago, Elijah Molden coming out of Washington, they like him. Uh, Edmonds, we'll, we'll see what, what he has, Terrell Edmonds, you know, coming in. But I, I think when you look at the organization, it's they're turning the corner and they're going towards a, a youth movement. And that's pretty much what it is. You know, they have another young safety that they like out of Western Kentucky. He actually played linebacker last year. His name is Matthew Jackson. He's another one that they really like. So there's a bunch of guys in that mix, young safeties. Monty Hooker is obviously a, a top-level safety who will kind of take over as the you know captain of that secondary. John made a comparison for you, turn uh, to yeah. Malcolm Jenkins. Um, leadership role. The thing that jumps out to me about Bayard, which is very Malcolm-like, is he never leaves a field. And now no. Malcolm used to go above and beyond and play special teams too. He played like basically every snap that wasn't offensive. Yeah. But he never got hurt, and Bayard never gets hurt either. How tough a player is he? Yeah, KB is really tough. He played 127 games for this organization. And this is a team that over the last couple of years have 
probably been more injured than anyone else. In fact, two years ago, they set the record for most players rostered on game day, and they came close to that last year. So when you look at KB, not only does he play every game, but you look at snap counts, right? I like to post those after the game using next-gen stats, and this guy is always the 97 to 100% of the snaps. So he's ultra-durable. He has a way of, of just, you know, staying healthy. His routine is is superb. You know, he's over the last couple of years changed his diet and, and really slimmed down and just, you know, became more deer-like as far as his build is concerned. And, and he's still a good player. He may not get the buku interceptions that he used to, but he's still a very good player. Um, any negatives uh, uh, that descending as a player? Have you seen anything that says, all right, he, he not quite what he once was? You know, yeah. we're talking about a former NFL interception leader. We're talking about a guy with 27 career interceptions. He hasn't gotten one this year. Has the coverage skills declined at all? Yeah, and those 27 interceptions, those are the third most in the league since he's joined uh, the NFL, you know, behind Justin Simmons and Xavier Howard. So uh, that just puts in perspective where he is. I would say his man coverage skills are not the same as they once were, whereas before you could drop him down in the box, and if you want to man up with one of those slot receivers, you could do that, right? But I don't think that that's something that I would do. And he doesn't match up as well against tight ends. Right. Obviously, the Eagles, their big rival in the NFC is going to be, you, you know, the 49ers. I would like to see that matchup between he and George Kittle. That would be a good one. Or if the Lions come to town, you know, he and Hawkinson, um, they used to be where that's the guy that they would he would be the tight end stopper. You know, hey, look, we're going with man coverage and I want you to cover their tight end KB. That would be the mindset that they would have. And I don't know that I take that still, but. He's still a very smart player, very sound tackler. And the Malcolm Jenkins comparison is, is, is good on and off the field, to be honest with you, because like Malcolm, uh, he's a guy that has kind of lost a step a bit, but is still a very effective player, you know, just like Jenkins was towards the end of his career. Torin, one of the things that annoys my partner most is the amount of teams in the National Football League that play some form of a Fangio defense <laughs> that everybody plays a form of the too much Teron. There's too much, man. Yeah. How close would you describe the Titans defense that they played uh, the first six games of this year as a Fangio type style defense? Is that what they play? Is that what would play to Bayard strength? Is he going to fit in what the Eagles have been looking to do? Cause they got a Fangio style defense. Give credit to their new defense quarter. Sean Desai looks like he varies a little bit more than the previous guy did, Jonathan Gannon, but it's still Fangio like at the core. What kind of defense was Tennessee playing? How does it play to Bayard's strengths? Yeah, Tennessee, a lot of zone. You, you see cover two, uh, cover four. Uh, sometimes they combo it to, you know, what, what you call cover six. So there's different things that, that they do. Uh, Kevin Byard is a football player. He's going to fit in whatever scheme, you know, and oh, you look at, yeah. It, it, so you look at, you know, whether it's zone, man, he, he's going to be fine for whoever employs him. And, you know, Sean Desai is a really good coach. And I know that he's going to make sure that he puts him in position. And I, I tell you, you, you look at that touchdown that, that Tyreek Hill had uh, against the Eagles uh, on Sunday. I think Kevin Byard is over top. And, and gets there and, and breaks that pass up, but if not, picks it off. And that's not to, you know, take a shot at, at Terrell Edmonds at all, but 
I think Bayard is is there in, in, in position to make a play on the ball. Uh, he's very versatile looking at his uh, snap counts, uh, Teron. He's played in the slot. He, he, he yeah. can uh, play either safety position. It's kind of going away anyway in many of these defenses. They're interchangeable. But to have sort of that mirrored ability, the Eagles have lost so many slot corners. I don't know if you're paying attention, but, yes. I mean, they've been just rolling guys through trying to find something. Um, is he the type of guy who can – uh, play safety and then move down to the slot when you need him and toggle back and forth and not uh, not have much of a hiccup like C.J. Gardner-Johnson did last year for them? You can do that, but I just don't know that I would use man coverage. I wouldn't use him in a slot in man coverage. It, it, it's Again, it's so much like Malcolm Jenkins where, okay, yeah, you could drop him down there. You could play zone or you could blitz him, but I, I don't suggest putting him in man against one of those slot receivers or, or anything like that. Cup. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Let somebody else get cooked, not him. That's the one one position where the Eagles still, I don't know, we were just talking about could use an upgrade, but I think this is their big move between now and the trade deadline. Uh, unless Tennessee has another gift, they want to give to the Eagles. Is there another player that's going to get moved between now and the trade deadline from the Titans? Torrent? I mean, and if so, what position is that going to be? There's talk about Derrick Henry. Uh, we'll see. Uh, that's one. Uh, they really like Tajay Spears, the rookie running back out of Tulane. But yeah, they have both of those guys on the field at the same time an awful lot. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if Derrick Henry. Uh, Danico Autry is, is a name that I would watch. He's an outstanding Inside, outside, I pass. In fact, he could play, you know, anywhere from zero to seven, even if you want to go wide nine and let him stand up and rush the passer from, you know, a wide alignment. So he's somebody else. He's in the final year of his deal. Really good player. Uh, I think he has uh, four sacks, I want to say. So yeah. I can see him being moved. A lot of, uh, you know, you know, Philadelphia, Tehran, uh, you know, they'll, they'll spike the football. So, you know, how he got AJ Brown, poor John Robinson. I think it had more to do with ownership, but you would know better than me. Either way, it doesn't look good. And now yeah. they get uh, Kevin Byer coming home, uh, grew up in Philly before he moved as a teenager, mm-hmm. seemed like a natural fit. Uh, Rand Carthon, I assume, has a bit of rope because he's relatively new. Um, and, and you know, this league, it always starts with quarterback and Ryan Tannehill is not going to be the future. Do they believe in Malik Willis or, or Will Levis? They got two kind of prospects. Do they believe yeah. in either of those guys? Well, Malik Willis will probably get the start against the Falcons with Tannehill still being out. I don't know that they believe in Malik Willis, and honestly, I don't know that they should because he has a tendency to hold on to the football. He will turn it over as well, just trying to do too much. So it's just with this offensive line, um, the way things are going, I don't. there's going to be a hesitance to put Will Levis out there because you can't really get a, a true look at him, and, you know, it's – you could shell shock like David Carr syndrome. So you yeah. got to be careful. You got to walk that yeah. fine line. But I do think Willis will be the quarterback and he'll have a, a short leash. And 
if things go completely wrong, then they'll put Levis in there. That's the way I look at it. All right. We Johnny asked you about a couple of guys coming from Tennessee ending up in Philadelphia. Yeah, by the way, AJ's pretty good, Ron. <laughs> yeah, I told you, man. I yeah, AJ is something special. He's he's looked okay. And even though it wasn't a direct trade, Zach Cunningham is also playing some decent linebacker for the Eagles. So yeah, hey, thank you for moving on from him too on that one. Uh, let me talk about one who went the other way. How about Johnny's favorite, uh, Dillard at tackle? Got good money uh, to go down there and play at Tennessee. Left the Eagles. How's yeah, he doing? Not going well. Not going well. Yeah, he's he struggled. Um, you know, for me, I, I don't know that he has the, the makeup to be a, a dominant offensive lineman. You know, even if it's not an, an outwardly alpha type like Jason Peters. Yeah, you still you have that quiet confidence, like Jordan Mailata. You, you know what I mean? I don't see that with him. It, it's just always, anytime you talk to him, there's always like I, I don't know. It, it, it's just he struggled, right? And and right from the from the back, Arden Key in training camp gave him a lot of work, and we're like, okay, well that's Arden Key. You know, that's what I'm thinking of myself. That's Arden Key. Like he's, you know, he's a pretty solid player, and then it just rolled into the season. And in fact, he gave up the sack to Justin Matobike, and that sack is actually what hurt Ryan Tannehill. Ooh. And that was the last snap that Dillard played. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the last snap that Dillard played. And uh, they brought in Nicholas Petit Ferrer. He came in at left tackle, and and he played the rest of the game. And they actually got a little better. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. Uh, I think you're right. If you go back to, I, I think you were gone by that point, right? When Andre was a rookie. Yeah. Um, you talking about the fight with, uh, yeah, the fight. And, yeah. and uh, uh, one of the inquirer photographers got, uh, got a picture where it looked like he was crying and that did yeah. not go over well. So, yeah. um, you know, He's got tremendous talent. He's an unbelievable athlete. Right. And and the Eagles wanted him to be the starting left tackle. I mean, they gave him every opportunity. I, I, listen, I remember. I yeah. remember, you know. I remember, and, uh, you know, I followed and, and saw, but uh, Mylotta was just too good, you know. Yeah. And, well, that's, yeah, Mylotta is quite the story. But, you yeah. know, people, and, and rightfully so, because, you know, Jeff Stoutland and, you know, if he's not the best, offensive line coach in football he's on the very short list of, of of guys and if he can't get stuff out of you yeah maybe maybe i should have paid more attention to that uh yeah maybe tennessee because they gave him quite a contract yeah. as well well they could get out of it, it you know it's yeah. essentially a one-year deal though he'll probably be gone uh after this season yeah yeah it's a shame but uh yeah overall uh, now Obviously, right now they're in last place uh, uh, in the AFC South. Jacksonville looks like the class of that division. Mm-hmm. Is this pretty much an acknowledgement that, all right, we're tearing this thing down, we're going to rebuild? Well, that's going to be the big question for Mike Vrabel uh, today, um, getting ready to go over to Tennessee State's uh, football team practice. And then from there, we I'm going over to the facility and we have Vrabel speaking today. So. That's really the question. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it's how do you tell your guys that you're not giving up after trading one of the team captains? Yeah. Yeah. 
Is Vrabel there for the long run? I think so. Yeah, I, I think he is. Um, there was some speculation that he would go to New England to replace Belichick, but I, I don't think that's happening. Uh, Vrabel and Rand Carthon, they're what they call a collaboration, and I think that's going to be the you know the, the combo t- for years to come. Uh, at T Davenport underscore NFL, make sure you follow Teron, longtime Eagles fans. Remember him covering uh, this team, did a tremendous job doing uh, a great job for ESPN down in Nashville. It's always good to see it, Teron. I will leave oh, yeah. it. Uh, I will leave it here with you. And, and one more question about uh, uh, your wheelhouse now, the Titans and Mike Rabel. Because when you have that changeover in power, and it was Mike Rabel, John Robinson, usually, and we went through it here in Philadelphia, it can work. You know, Howie's been here over multiple coaches, but you tend to have that power, that give and take. Who who's in charge in in Tennessee? Who who's got more pull, Rabel or 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 the GM Rand Carthon? Well, that's the thing that's intriguing because. You really don't know. Ultimately, the decision is up to Amy Adams Strunk, the controlling owner, but they're so focused on collaboration, it's not clear who has more pool. I, I think Andre Dill is a good example, whereas I don't think he's a, a variable guy, but they brought him in and he got every chance to start. But then you have other guys like Jack Gibbons, who was an undrafted free agent two years ago, and he's a starting inside linebacker. So it's 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 give and take. There's examples of where you could point to and say, hey, that's uh, Mike Vrabel all over that, or hey, that's Rand Carthon all over that. Aziz Alshire, uh, Arden Key, connections, right, to Rand Carthon for 49ers days. So th- there's give and take, honestly. All right, last thing for me, Teron, two-part question, and one I'm going to give my partner a helping hand here. Uh, <laughs> how far from your house, where you're sitting right now, to Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Yeah, <laughs> I heard you talking about that. So Kevin Byard, he got the, they gave him the key to the city. They call him the mayor of Murphy. Yeah, Park. yeah. He got a key. I was at his camp when he got the key. Yeah. So uh, that's about uh, with traffic. Like if I were to go right now, it'd probably be about forty-five minutes. Yeah, you know, it, it's kind of, it's kind of like going from from Philly to Westchester. Kind of like that. Okay. Thank you for translating. Yeah. Made it very yeah. easy for the Make entire Delaware yeah. Valley to understand. There you go. Good job yep. out of you. Uh, and here's the key. So Mullen can uh, McMullen can ingratiate himself when he sees Bayard in the locker room. Where's the best eats in Murfreesboro? If you're going out to get a good meal in Murfreesboro, where are you going? So John can go to Kevin and go, hey, Kevin, when was the last time we were at <laughs> blank? Fill in the blank. Give me the yeah. best place to eat in Murfreesboro. I, I can't help you on that yeah. one. Oh, <laughs> I don't go to Murfreesboro. I, I I yeah, but I thought you were a yeah. foodie. I thought I am. you know the best yeah. place to eat. I am a foodie, but just uh, Murfreesboro. Yeah. Uh, nah, see, I stay yeah. within my 25-minute radius, man. And it is. You go in and see Kevin Byard get a key and get the hell out, huh? There's, plenty of, I, there's plenty of good places to eat in Nashville. So exactly. You know, to, uh, That's one true, thing yeah, you can you do, you, ask him about number 20, how he wore number 20 at Murfreesboro, at MTSU. That's his number retired. His number was retired. And uh, he's a big Brian Dawkins and Ed Reed fan. 
But Troy Palomalo was his favorite safety. So you can ask him about, uh, right. you know, That's wearing good, number 20 uh, and beat up. Intel. I appreciate yeah. that, Toronto. No problem. And Reed Blankenship followed him. He, he exactly. replaced uh, Kevin Byard. Blankenship player. You were talking about Iowa tight ends, George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson last night, uh, going squaring off on Monday Night Football. Iowa's yeah. tight end you. We might have to call Middle Tennessee State uh, – Safety, safety you because you. Reed Blankenship yep. can play. I don't know if you're yeah. paying attention, but he yeah, no, I I, I paid attention to Blankenship. He was hurt for a bit, but uh yeah, yeah, no, he's a player. I saw him play um uh MTSU versus Charlotte. I saw him play in person. Yeah, yeah, solid player. Yeah, yeah. we've got uh, two now uh, Blue Raider safeties in there you Philadelphia, go. and we expect them to play well. We always expect you to bring info when you join us, Turin, and you've once again delivered. Thank you very much for doing And go find out what the best place to eat is in Murfreesboro. <laughs> you got to ride to Murfreesboro. You've got, you can- got 9 million restaurants in Nashville to get through, man. Yeah. <laughs> Play a little catch-up. Thanks, Turin, Great stuff. Appreciate you coming right, on board. Sure. Thanks, brother. I know, no doubt. Appreciate you guys. Turin yeah. Davenport, ESPN reporter for the Tennessee Titans. Here with us on Birds 365. All right, so you can't go to the restaurant. You got to go down the why does he wear the number 20 route when you yeah. uh, talk to him about the it. mayor of Murfreesboro. Yeah. Uh, why didn't Reed get that title? Yeah, Reed, uh, Kevin was only a four year starter, Reed was a five year starter. Yeah, and apparently, they, the elections, if you're elected mayor, you get a 10 year run. So uh, the, the, the office wasn't open yet for Reed. Uh, he's McMullen. I'm McDonald. You got uh, the Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365. Come back, talk a little bit more. We haven't even gotten into what Nick Sirianni said. He didn't say anything about the new safety he was getting his hands on, even though everybody there seemed to know that it had happened. Uh, we will talk to Nick Sirianni when we come back here on Birds 365. If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger, and I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Grossinger is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. 
We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Win and save this baseball season from Colony Pools and Power Washing, a local company serving Delaware, Delco, and Chester County since 1970. Are you tired of looking at your greenhouse? Is your roof, siding, deck stained green from algae and mold? Let the experts pressure wash your home and take the pressure off of you. Win with Colony Pools and Power Washing. Call them now at 302-762-2250. That's 302-762-2250. Got Joey McDonald and John McMullen, aka Mac and Mac, here with you on Birds 365. We thank Turin Davenport for jumping in with us. A ESPN a reporter on the Titans gave us a good read on where Bayard is. And um, again, eh, given Howie credit for picking the pocket of another general manager, the Eagles upgraded this position in a season where they're going for the Super Bowl. You just have to give the general manager a ton of credit. Uh, but one of the things I always like to add to the mix is. How's he going to fit? It, it's really easy to go. Well, it's not easy, but it's it's your job, and you got to focus on talent and abilities on the field. That's why you make deals like this is to upgrade the level of the talent of the player you have. But sometimes it can be a little bit of a juggling act to fit a personality into a locker room. They took a shot last year at safety when they brought C.J. Gardner in. They knew how good a player he was. But they also knew he was a little high maintenance, that he was a guy who was not afraid to speak his mind and be outspoken and didn't always see things eye to eye with his teammates or his coaches. Now, he played well enough, and I think Howie will tell you that he'd make the same deal over again 20 times. Um, but I do think that helped to contribute to the <clears> fact that C.J. Gardner is back, not back here, and was uh, let go as a free agent at the end of the season. Seems to me like Bayard is going to be a perfect fitness locker room, Johnny Mack. Oh yeah, I mean there are no no doubts about him as a as a as a person, as a leader, uh, as a locker room guy. Um, this is one of those where you might have to create another captaincy because he's going to win over uh, people so quickly. Um, Everything I hear about Kevin Byard is just good from that perspective. Like I said, he's a five-time team captain for Tennessee. I mean, yeah, I, I that people wondering about that can turn the page right now. He's going to fit in seamlessly. Um, already, everybody's you know he knows AJ obviously. Um, uh, Slay is excited to play with him. Um, yeah, I mean he's got a he's got a big reputation around the league. Uh, um, this is this is this is like I said back at the start of the show. 
This is unbelievable to me uh, that people keep handing this stuff to the Eagles. Um, I, you know, you know, maybe give Rand Carth on a Super Bowl ring after the season. I don't know, but uh, I, it, you know, I, I go back to the draft with Jalen Carter. I said the same thing. I don't get this league. I don't get it. Um, you know, everybody's oh, we can't win the Super Bowl. Let's get rid of all our good players. I I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me, Jody. We talked about it with Minnesota, uh, 13 wins. Now, if you ask me, were they a Super Bowl contender last year? I said consistently. No, they are not. But it's hard to win 13 games. That means they had a lot of good players, even though they had some bounces go their way uh, last year. And the projected downturn has happened this year. Um it doesn't make sense what they did in the off season. And, and that to me becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and they won last night, but they're a bad team. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, and I think the same is true with half of the rest of the league. Well, you, you think you stink, so you're going to stink. Um, it, it, it's common sense to me. And if you want to be and also ran, you know, the Eagles are going to take advantage of you. And they've done it pretty consistently. Um, Let me ask you a Minnesota question, because that was a surprising and impressive win to me. I took a Viking call this weekend on my CBS Sports radio show, and the guy guaranteed that the Vikings are winning that division, not the Lions. And I was like, okay, I get it. You're a Viking fan. More power to you. Stick with your squad. But he was kind of outspoken about how much a lock it was at Minnesota's winning that division. I just kind of rolled my eyes. Not that you can pick up on that on the radio, but I did. And damn it, they didn't go out and beat the 49ers last year, uh, last night. Here's the one thing I didn't understand about uh, what the Vikings did this offseason. You're locked into Cousins for another year. You not only gave him guaranteed money, but you gave him a no-trade clause in his contract. So you've got to be able to sniff that out ahead of time. Listen, if we're if it's not going to work here, Kurt, and it's kind of tough to do after a season that you went 13-4 and four to go, listen, we might be thinking about breaking it down. But if you make that decision, and they did move on from several of their star players in other positions, you have to have a feel that your quarterback is going to fit that uh, mold as well. They still got Kirk Cousins, and yeah, they won last night, but I still don't think they're going getting anywhere near the playoffs. How do you not find out? If you're going to take it down, you got to take it down. What does Kirk Cousins playing quarterback get you? A win on Monday night against the 49ers? Whoopee. If they're 8-9 and at the end of the season, what did they really accomplish? Don't you need to get your quarterback fix first, settled first, make your decision on him before you do anything else leading into an offseason? Yeah, well, I, you know, that's why I bring up that team uh, quite a bit because nothing they do makes sense. That's my kind of my whole point with these young GMs. None of it makes sense, you know. If you're tearing it down, the last thing you want is a 35-year-old quarterback who's really good, and we constantly talk about – and. I hope people watch Monday Night Football. Uh, you know, he played pretty well um, on, yeah. on prime time. Didn't, didn't look like prime time, Kurt. Uh, no, what that, do you that, think that's, that? that's about as strong as a quarterback game you're going to see. 
and, and you know, especially when it comes to downfield throwing, uh, he was unbelievable. Oh, did, did, did you see um, the one? Did you you saw the one that he basically threw a pick, and his wide receiver bailed him out by pulling the ball away from the DB on San Francisco. It, I'm surprised the announcers didn't go, oh, that throws to the back shoulder. When in doubt, guy doesn't no. leave a well, guy enough. They that, need to say was, it's a back that shoulder was, throw. That was it's a bad throw is what it was, and it turned into a 60-yard touchdown. Yeah, that was end of half. But also, Addison, it was ironic because Addison, uh, who had a great game as a good young receiver, good rookie receiver, um, he got one stolen from him early in the game that wasn't an interception. Same player, Ward on Addison. Um, Addison should have caught the first one and Ward took it away from him. And then Ward should have caught the second one and Addison took it away from him. So it was, it was a weird game, but overall, if you're watching that game and you, you, you can't admit to yourself, I mean, especially in the modern NFL where everything is thrown at the line of scrimmage, I I forget that they put it up at some point. He was eight of nine or eight it might have been eight of eight that throws over 10 yards down the field now you you pointed out the one where he got a little lucky well there's seven other ones where everybody yeah, well, else is a, yeah really that, look, game. we happened to be talking about accuracy yesterday and i mentioned kirk um there are not a lot of quarterbacks in the modern game who can throw the football down the field like he can if he's clean their offensive line played well which is not typical either um well the the tackles are good but um overall though getting back to the gm point nothing they do makes sense without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Nothing. Um, Chicago, I talk about a lot. Nothing they do makes sense. Tennessee, doesn't make any sense. But they're all the smartest guys in the room. Um, you know, I, I, I... I can't explain it anymore. At least I, at, I generally at least, at least Ryan Paul signed your guy, TJ Edwards. Can't say you got them all wrong. You're you're you and I both pretty big TJ fans. Now it's not about individual decisions because you know good players are good players. And uh, um um Tremaine Edmonds, I always have to collect myself getting Tremaine and Terrell uh mixed up is a very good player um, it, it, on an individual sense. But again, the larger thought process of spending $100 million on off-ball linebackers doesn't make sense. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. The, the, the long pictures. Individuals, you know, if you look at Minnesota, individual players, you could say, oh, they made a good decision here. They made a good decision. Addison. Uh, that's a good that's a good pick that is that looks like it's going to be a good player if he's not driving 140 down the highway as he was in the preseason um 
but he looks really talented, really gifted. Um, the individual decision, you get some right, you get some wrong. But the larger picture, I mean, like I said, the Eagles beat three quarters of this league before they even make a personnel decision. Just from their foundational structure and foundational beliefs, they beat three quarters of these teams before they even start talking about players. I truly believe that. As do I. Howie Roseman plays the GM game probably better than anybody. Not as good for sure, and maybe better than anybody in the National Football League. And this is a strong suit of his. I. It's been a while since, at any time, do you think, since the Super Bowl, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, do you think the Eagles have taken a step back as far as player acquisition goes and said, yeah, we need to move a piece that doesn't fit with us anymore and trading off for draft assets. It's been a while since Howie had to fill that role because if you're a general manager, you do it long enough. And Howie's now been one of the longer tenure GMs in the National Football League. You got to be able to do it both ways. You got to be able to step forward and go for it. You got to be able to know and acknowledge, all right, it's not happening this upcoming year. Let's try and fortify the back end. How often has Howie really been asked to do that since since they had the parade? Uh, well, they've been pretty consistent um, in Howie 2.0. I, I think he learned a lot from his um, – and that's part of the I, – I, I often talk about as well. Jeffrey Lurie's a big part of this as well because oh, he should have never – the, the biggest mistake Jeffrey Lurie had in his ownership, and he knows it, uh, is giving the power to Chip Kelly. Uh, and and but while I say that, you know, if that doesn't happen, you know, maybe how he doesn't reassess what he was doing wrong, um, and maybe he doesn't evolve to the point where he is today. So it's kind of hard to understand the butterfly effect there, but it worked out. But Howie made a lot of bad. Howie 1.0 wasn't a great GM. Howie 2.0 was a great GM. So he learned from his mistakes. And part of the reasons while I kill, and I will continue to kill these young GMs because they make horrible decisions, part of it is they don't have the time to learn from those horrible decisions and, and correct them and get their own sort of 2.0 evolution. And we'll never know because guys get fired. So Howie has this long leash. I've talked about this a lot. He can make mistakes. Rand Carthon, he's got a little bit of time because he's new. But these mistakes start piling up. And, and the reason I brought up Malik Willis and Will Levis to Tehran was, you know, he's going to get tied to his quarterback decision. And if he sure. makes the wrong decision there, out the door. Um, you know, Ryan Poles, he's already out the door. He don't know it. He, he probably doesn't know it. He probably doesn't think it. He's already done. Uh, Quessy that we just talked about, he's 50-50, but he's not trending in a positive direction. Um, all these guys last night, it, it, it might've been 45, 55 before last night, all of a sudden. He's well, that, and that's why, and, 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 and I know why, you hate it, John, but, but this is the reality of the national football league. 
one game does mean a lot. In Major League Baseball, it means nothing. It's 162 games. Oh, my God. Did you see them win last night? Who cares? It's one of 162. NFL, it's only one of 17. It actually does. Well, it does mean a lot. But, it, 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 you know, especially to people like you and me who have to talk about it a lot, it means a lot. It means a lot. But if it means a lot to an organization, like I was talking about Joe Buck and Troy Aikman saying, well, the Vikings might sell if they lose this game. Uh, and they might buy if they win this game. If that's true, and I don't believe it is true, but if it is, if that's true, you're a bad organization. If you're making decisions on, on one football game, where, by the way, Trent Williams isn't playing, Debo Samuel isn't playing, guess what? If they're out there, the 49ers probably win by three touchdowns but everybody's got injuries i'm not saying minnesota doesn't have justin jefferson Mm -hmm. so um you know everybody's got injuries i'm not disparaging the win by any stretch of the imagination but what i'm trying to say is if you're a decision maker and you are acting like that typically i dismiss it i say well that's not true and that as i said that's tv speak but man, with some of these guys, I don't know if it is. I mean, yeah, I, I, man, there's a lot of bad GMs in this league. Well, maybe the Titans uh, just got taken advantage of again by Harry Roseman. Um, all right, let me ask you this. And uh, for those of you who are streaming in, thank you very much. Feel free to attack me on the stream after i go here with oh they will oh i know they will because they're not gonna this is one of your typical jody mac hypotheticals uh that uh, a good percentage of our fans can't stand you brought this up yesterday you used a specific word word to describe the eagles head coach and that was nick sirianni as a heel so you and i are both wrestling fans so i know exactly what you mean when you call nick sirianni a heel And he does. I agree with you. He's not afraid to play the heel role when he thinks it's advantageous for him or when he really feels like it, when he's uh, flexing a little bit. I can go ahead and play the heel because, yeah, I'm one of two teams in the National Football League who only have one loss, which, oh, by the way, we're seven weeks in. Who are the two six and one teams? Oh, the two teams in the Super Bowl from last year, the Chiefs (laughs) and the Eagles. So the more things change, the more they stay the same. Um, but Sirianni will from time to time play the heel, play the clown a little bit. Um, and it probably doesn't go over well with other teams, other towns in the National Football League. Goes over real well here in Philadelphia. And Nick knows his audience. Nick knows who he's playing to, but he's also got to be bright enough to know that he's playing to the rest of the National Football League. A couple weeks ago, the head coach of the New York Jets took some grief because he mentioned when the Eagles go into the uh, brotherly shove, the cheek sneak, the tush push, that part of his player's responsibility is going to be to give Jalen Hurts 11 kisses. And people here in Philadelphia got into an uproar about that. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you advocate physicality in a physical game? Yeah. How dare you? What bothered me more about Salah was after the game, and it wasn't even all, it was partially ego related. Um, he, I'm listening to the post game show, get in the car, get out of the parking lot before massive, and already heading down the turnpike. And I got the, the, the jet post game show on, and Salah had the nerve to say, 
and we played a gauntlet of quarterback. Yeah, that was, uh, that was it. And we've embarrassed every one of every them. Every one of them. Every one. Hello, Dak Prescott went up and down the field against the Jets. Yeah, they got the better of Jalen Hurts. They played some good games against some good quarterbacks this year, but not every one of them there, coach. He got a little caught up in his emotion of the win of the game, and he said something foolish. And, oh, by the way, he walked it back the next day and said, yeah, maybe I overstated that a little bit. Um, but I understood what Sala was saying about the 11 kisses. And Nick Sirianni playing the heel role is going to get more people if they're smart enough to not say it in front of a TV camera or a microphone. They might very well be saying it during the week when they're prepping for the Philadelphia Eagles. Does Nick playing the heel put more of a target on Jalen Hurts? No. Uh, no. You don't uh, think so, huh? No. He's already got a target on him. He's a quarterback in the NFL. Um, no. I don't. I think that's more of a when I say heel. When I say heel, it's more of a a fan base thing. Like he's disliked by the fan base, the players, other fan bases, not his fan base, right? Uh, because of the way he acts, um, they can't stand him. Um, he's a little bit over the top and all that kind of stuff. I that's that's what I'm talking about. When it comes to players, I mean players are. You know, there's two kinds of players. There's most of them have tremendous respect for each other because they know how dangerous the game is, and they want to be physical, but they don't want to be dirty. Um, and then there's the occasional guy who's just a crazy, old school, violent person who who just wants to hit people. But a quarterback's always. Uh, you know, the whole goal of defense is, and it, and it becomes less uh, less easy to do it every every year in this league because they try to protect the quarterbacks. They always want to beat up the quarterback. Always. Always. Every single game, they want to beat up the quarterback. Um, every defense. So I don't think that has any added effect to, to Jalen Hurts other than, you know, People understand they got to make, they got to give them 11 kisses every day. Robert Salah just had to, uh, just happened to, um, you know, speak it where typically most coaches uh, don't. But, you know, if you want to go back to Greg Williams taking shots at Brett Favre and, and get suspended for it, or, or go way back to Buddy Ryan and the body bag, it's not like that anymore. But behind the scenes, there's a lot more there's a lot more paid to physicality than they do it in front of the cameras because part of it's PR now. You don't want to let on that you're trying to really stick people. Um, but but players are still trying to do that, defensive players. Um, but I don't think it has any added effect. All right, so let me let me let me play it this way then. Uh, commanders coming to town this week and the Eagles are a better team than them. They've already beaten them once by the hair on their chinny chin chin. As a matter of fact, needing to go to overtime and the commander's head coach deciding not to go for two late in the game, which could have actually had a uh, steel victory by the commanders. Uh, would you not agree that the strength of the commanders is their defensive line? Oh yeah. Great defensive line. 
<clears throat> if you're Ron Rivera and the Washington uh, defense coordinator, who I should know off the top of my head, but I don't. Jack Del Rio. Oh, of course. How do I not know Jack Del Rio? If you're those guys in meetings this week, are you not putting out the sentiment that Nick Sirianni after the game the other night said, if everybody else can do it in the National Football League, why don't they go ahead and do it? We Nobody else can oh, yeah. do it. By the way, did you see Minnesota attempt the tush push? Yeah. It is the worst version ever. I I, I put it out close oh, circuits. I wholeheartedly agree with Tyrion. He's right. The Eagles do it to perfection. Everyone else in the league does it laughingly bad. Yeah. I can say that here on Bird Street 65 because I'm not going to motivate any Washington commanders this week. But when Sirianni does it with a smile on his face and then looking sideways for emphasis by how much better the Eagles are than anybody else, you don't think that gives added motive to the no, opposition? Not this at week? all. I think it gives added ammunition to the fan base. Not at all. Not zero. Um, first of all, memo to the re- again. I talk about all the bad organizations. Memo to the NFL. I'm not talking about TV people, radio people, fans. I'm talking to NFL teams. If you have a quarterback that's a power lifter, if you have a guard with the power of Landon Dickerson and you have a Hall of Fame center, knock yourself out. Go tush-push all day long. If you don't have that, uh, you might as well not waste your time. Um, The assumption that teams think they're going to be good at it is the one that they should have an issue with. I would say this about Nick. Nick said something yesterday that I loved. I loved, and it's in a similar vein of what you were talking about. I kind of told you all week that he felt um, a little bit. I don't know. I, I don't even know the word. He 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 felt people were blowing up Mike McDaniel too much. Short changed. Like, yeah, and thank you. Short changed. He felt a little bit short changed, and. I don't. I think it was John Clark, a buddy, who got um, a video of him coming off the fields, and, and he screamed something. Stop doubting the Eagles! Screaming his typical over the top, um, you know, excitement. And then he said something to Bob Lang. I couldn't even hear what he said. Who's the Eagles PR guy? And uh, Zach Berman asked him about it yesterday. And he's very honest about it. And he said, I think we kind of went into that game as an underdog. Well, as you pointed out, they weren't an underdog Except in they the weren't. real world. Now, yeah. I talk about this all the way back to Super Bowl 52. Doug did this. We're underdogs. They had the mask. Everybody said it. And I said from day one, you've heard it was all bullshit. No, they were, underdogs. they were actually underdogs in every game they played that year in the playoffs. But. He used it, and as I said, what I'm talking—I'm not talking in a literal sense. I'm talking that he, Doug, used it as nobody respects us, nobody believes in us. No, it had to do with your quarterback being injured. You were favored in every goddamn game up to that point. Everybody knew you were the best team in football. Nobody was disrespecting the Eagles. They just didn't believe in a backup quarterback. So that part was true. However, what what Nick said, and and I love this point. I got to pull it up. 
I, you know what? Sometimes I feel like we play better when we feel like the underdog, whether that's noise that we hear oh, and we use it as motivation or noise that we make up. Whatever we need to do, we'll look for any edge we can get. Right. And here's what I'm saying. Tom I'm just saying, Johnny, I'm just saying it's if you want to dismiss it, go ahead and dismiss it. I think there'll be noise made up in the commander locker room this week about how the fact that the Eagles can convert the tush push on anybody that all they have to do is line up. And it's a foregone conclusion that they're getting a yard, yard and a half and going to get a first down. I'm just saying that if they do it going forward, Dallas Goddard better get a good cover up on Jalen hurts because other teams are going to take a front to this and are going to try and make Jalen Hurts pay a price for going for it on third. Well, game. they can. They, they, well, that that part of it is you, you. You may very well be right. They can make up stuff and say, "All right, let's try to fire up our guys." That that part's a possibility. What I'm saying is, it is. They're good at it. Go ahead, try to stop it. Go ahead, everybody's trying to stop it. They can stop it against Minnesota. They can't stop it against the Eagles. There's a reason. Because the quarterback is a damn power lifter. Because Landon Dickerson can bench press 500 pounds because Jason Kelsey's savvy. If you take that out of the equation and it's Marcus Mariota and, I don't know, insert uh, 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 Brett Toth uh, and have Ju- uh, Julian Good-Jones at center, yeah, they're not going to be good at it. You can say whatever you want, but Dickerson's still out there. Kelsey's still out there. And a quarterback can still squat 600 pounds. So good luck. That's the whole point Nick is saying. That's his whole po- That's why he's so confident in it. And he should be confident in it, but I'm just a little nervous that he's airing his confidence on his sleeve a bit much. And the opposition, which is already noticing it, 11 kisses, uh, might go even further. And that's something the Eagles can't afford. I, Marty is a perfect guy to ask about this. Philly guy, national guy, is in a lot of different locker rooms and see how they play the motivational game and what guys say prior to games that they've been given to use as motivation and the like. You just finished saying Nick uses it. That's what he does with the, the and he was able to spin a narrative that the Eagles were an underdog against the Dolphins this week, <laughs> except for the fact that they weren't. Other than the fact that they weren't an underdog, good on Nick making his players believe that they were an underdog against. Well, the I don't Dolphins. know if his players believed it. He believed it, um, but uh, yeah, he felt disrespected with all the Mike McDaniel love. Um, yeah. We'll see if uh, there is any of that aspect coming into the divisional rivalry game coming up on Sunday between the Commanders and the Eagles. Rob Motti, lead writer for the Associated Press for the NFL, is up next here on Birds 365. (laughs) Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. 
At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. I'm McMullen, Jody McDonald here with you on Birds 365. We got our guy Rob Marty checking in, who is still here in Philadelphia. If uh, the text you and I have been exchanging are on uh, point, you're sticking around for game seven tonight? Yeah, I'm not sure though if I should show up. The Phillies have never lost a postseason home game at Citizens Bank Park when I'm not there. So they're like 18 and 11 or 12 when I show up undefeated, 10 and 0, somewhere around when I'm not there. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing. I, I, be, I mean, I was in the building for the 08 World Series, but it, it's just the way it's worked out. So if they've never lost, uh, I'm guessing I, I should just uh, stay outside the, the bank. Hold on. Uh, uh, the Phillies just text me, uh, your credential for tonight has been canceled. That, that call has already been made for you. I don't believe in, I'm not a superstitious guy, Rob. Just go. Go enjoy the game seven atmosphere. You have nothing to do with it. Uh, I'm, I'm in the firmly non-superstitious category. But I'm Same surprised way. you, uh, I'm surprised you stuck around in Philadelphia because they, they locked us inside the Lincoln out of the Wells Fargo parking lot. So, you know, that wasn't too, uh, 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 too home like. Uh, welcome you back to Philadelphia. But uh, uh, a quick thank you on air 
Oh, absolutely. I haven't walked 4,000 steps at 2 a.m. In, in probably 10, 15 years. So it, it was good to get a nice brisk walk around yeah. the entire complex. Sports <laughs> complex. It, was, it was a fun night. Yeah. That's, that's why uh, you come back to Philadelphia to get those brisk walks in. You don't get that in Florida. You get uh, absolutely not breeze strolls. I, I need to ask you this question. John and I were just talking about this before you came on, and you're as good as there is to uh, give us a national perspective because you're in different locker rooms covering the whole league. Um, motivation. What a coach can put in front of a team and use for motivation. Nick Sirianni said in his press conference yesterday, John just told us, yeah, we, we felt like we were the underdog. And even if we were underdog, we make up the fact that we're the underdog. <laughs> to use us to get us to motivate uh, the team uh, for a given game, which worked perfectly against the Dolphins, and uh, they beat a fellow 5-1 and one team. Are other teams going to use the fact that Nick Sirianni was kind of dismissive of everybody else in the league when it comes to the tush-push this week? And he said, yeah, we can do it. Anybody else can do it. Don't be banning it just because we can do it. Nobody else can do it he's kind of given a backhander to the rest of the league in the fact that this is a play that can't be stopped a little. And, and Oh, by the way, he's right. The numbers say he's right. But do, do you emphasize that? Do you keep bringing that up? Do you do it with a smirk, a smile and a laugh when you talk about it nationally broadcast uh, press conferences? Can other teams use this as motivation against the Eagles going forward? Well, he certainly was feeling himself a little bit on no. uh, Sunday night after that, big victory and, and I understand the underdog mentality that they came in with because the hype and the talk about Mike McDaniel being the second coming of oh wait Sean McVay because every year it's a new young coach right it's Sean McVay it's Brandon Staley who hasn't done a damn thing in the NFL now it's Mike McDaniel Kyle Shanahan is always overhyped and uh he hasn't won a Super Bowl either but in regards to the tush push the brotherly shove no he's right nobody else can do it and and one thing about motivation and bulletin board material guys if you need that in the nfl you're playing the wrong sport if you need it in any sports you're playing the wrong sport you should always have enough motivation without bulletin board material or any of that stuff i, I don't think jody what he said on sunday night is going to get teams to be suddenly figure out a way to stop the yeah. eagles and the way they execute the quarterback sneak and figure out a way to to stop how effective they and I'm not even talking about stopping it. I'm talking about someone taking a shot at Jalen Hurts. It it's 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 hard to it, to me I think it's going to be really hard to be able to figure out for the way the Eagles execute that play. Somebody could take a shot depending on on whoever it is and how dirty of a player they are. We see like you you can see some videos. I, I was just watching a video uh, of one of the guys on the Niners last night hitting someone late with a knee. And there's there's cheap shots at the bottom of all kinds of piles, and it happens. And that's got to be the biggest concern is that you don't want your quarterback to get injured, who, oh, by the way, is a little gimpy right now and is a little yeah. hobbled right now. And he's yeah. got he's dealing with something clearly there, and, and he, it's they still did it, and they still did it effectively. Yeah, he was feeling himself after that Dolphins game. He was very, in fact, it was your question, Rob. What was said you asked about Jalen Hurts? He went yeah. through the week. Uh, I was glad he laid that out yeah. for me because yeah. you, you know it's been a, it's been a, a couple of yeah. years now, and uh, yeah, I, I have I haven't seen the 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 stringing along of 
Come yeah. on, Nick. I read the transcripts. I see that. I know. I know how it works. I see how it is. But you got to ask. You got to ask the. I mean, no. Yeah. It hurts. Well, and, and we do. And he yeah. used me, and he used Elliot, and he said, uh, you know, they're going to ask me, and I'm going to. Did you do, do it this. though? Monday, you followed up. Somebody, uh, I know somebody. Uh, somebody followed somebody up. Did. I did yeah, not. I, I was not burning my question on that, but uh, uh, I forget who asked him. I think Dave. Dave Zangaro. So I'll give Dave for throwing on the grenade. So yes, we did get, uh, but Jalen's uh, not expected to miss any time, but we'll see. I mean, he's not a hundred percent and how that affects him moving forward. Uh, the biggest news obviously is Kevin Bayard coming here, Rob. Um, I can't figure out this league. I've been saying it before you came on. They keep giving gifts to Howie Roseman. I get Tennessee's rebuilding. This is a two-time All-Pro safety, five-time captain, good guy off the field, leader in the locker room. Um, makes a lot of money, but Tennessee's paying it all because they already reworked his deal. How he gets him for about $3 million, a little bit less. Um, any downside to this? And why does the NFL make things easier for the Eagles? Howie's going to Howie. Uh, I don't see any downside to getting in a, a two-time all-pro safety, a player of his caliber, and not just what he can do and the versatility he brings on the field, but he, he's a, a veteran presence, a leader in the locker room. I don't expect him to step in and be that guy immediately, but uh, th- this there's no – I don't see any downside whatsoever to this trade. It's, it's one of those classic – we look at it and go – Howie did it again, stole a player. I'm surprised Tennessee, after trading A.J. Brown, still even listens to Howie when he gives them a phone well, call. Well, that was but- John Robinson. He already got John Robinson fired. Now he's going to get poor Rand Carton fired. Yeah. He's the uh, number. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Rand's learning real quickly uh, after that. But, hey, they're they're not going anywhere. Tennessee's not going anywhere. And if you can get a couple yeah. draft picks and – uh, figure out what you do with those at, at some point and parlay those and assets and draft capital and all that stuff. That's the kind of team that they are right now. They got to figure out their quarterback situation. But this is a great move for the Eagles. It's the one area that we knew that they had to upgrade entering the season, really. And then you look at some of the injuries throughout the year. They needed to go out there, find a guy. And I, I think it was all just uh, a question of who would it be? Would it be Buda Baker? Would it be Justin Simmons from Denver? Uh, and and they go and get another guy, uh, high caliber, high quality player in Kevin Bayard. And, and oh, by the way, he's got some Philadelphia connections, some Philadelphia tie. It seems like just the absolute perfect fit for the Eagles. And see, here's a question I asked at the beginning of the show uh, when John was rightfully so beating the snot out of Carthon, the Titans general manager. Um, is there no other team in the league that could use a Kevin Bayard at this time? I'm assuming Carton is is good enough at his job that he offered him all around the league. No one else would come up with more than what Howie gave. Really, was Bayard worth that little? Is he not that significant? He's an upgrade, but is he slowing down from where he once was, or is the Tennessee general manager not the only GM that doesn't know what the hell he's doing at this stage? I gotta believe he tried to sell him as best he could. There wasn't a market for him and how he gets to take advantage of that? Yeah, no, I, I certainly think that Carthon offered his services around to everybody. And teams hold on to their draft picks and cherish those picks oh, like, like, like gold. Like grim I death, mean, Rob. They, they, like you, grim you, death. Day three it's, picks. It's, 
Yeah, it's crazy. A fifth and a sixth round pick. And then and you look at some of the deals that are made or around the league. And this one comes down to who's willing to part with anything and bring in a guy who at this point in the season, you got to be a contender to want to make a deal like that. You you can't be uh, a bottom feeder team, a a pretender or a hopeful. You got to be somebody who's an upper tier. So that that limits kind of what the market was going to be. And and the Eagles stepped up. And I don't think adding Terrell Edmonds really mattered much to the trade uh, other than giving them a body right now, a veteran body. But they, they, they were able to do that. And good for the Eagles, good for Howie. And we'll see how it plays out. But I, I certainly think that this is going to help bolster the defense. And, and we all do. I, I see a little bit, Rob, of an NBA mentality that have seeped into the NFL, with especially with younger GMs, as you just pointed out. And they're, you know, it's basically, oh, we're not ready to win. So let's go the opposite direction. Uh, let's look at Caleb Williams in the draft. Um try to go about it that way. I don't think you need to do that in football. Uh, I, I I think, you know, there's a lot of ways to win in, in professional football. Uh, you don't have to get the superstar. Now you need a quarterback. That, that part's fair. Um, but uh, do you think that the league is going, do you agree with that sentiment that there's too much sort of, um, I don't want to use the word tanking, but uh, couch it any way you want. Do you think it's shifting in that direction too much? Uh, I've seen where some teams are looking ahead to next year. Let's put it that way. And looking ahead to next year means you may not necessarily put your best foot forward. Uh, I think towards the end of last season, the Colts were kind of uh, in that position and, uh, there was thought about, oh, the Cardinals are going into this year and they're going to be all in. But yet Jonathan Gannon somehow gets his team to play hard. Yeah. Every, they're playing yeah. hard every week. And I, I don't know that they are in tank mode, despite what the thought process was. I agree with you in the NFL. It There are a variety of ways to go from worst to first. And it starts, it does start to me at the quarterback and the coaching positions. And if you're able to, bring in a guy who's a difference maker at quarterback. You're able to get a head coach who quickly changes the culture. Like, look at – he had some talent, obviously, in place. But what Doug Peterson did in Jacksonville, you get a Super Bowl-winning head coach who spent a year out of the league, who uh, left Philadelphia uh, after a terrible – uh, 2020 season, and he inherits Urban Meyer's mess yeah. in Jacksonville, and he quickly turns them into a division champion and a team that wins. Tw- so they they had the they brought in the right coach and had a mix of talent already. Now they got the quarterback the year prior. So it, it's a it to me it's it's a combination, and that's why the quarterbacks are getting paid the money they are, and that's why head coaches. Uh, are, are getting more and more, uh, certainly more and more money. And the turnover at head coaches is, is so rapid because if you don't get that job done in two years, three years, you're out the door and they're going to bring in the next big thing, the next hot thing to try and turn that around. So I don't see teams having to go full tank mode in the NFL. You just have to figure out a way to get the right QB coach combo, one or the other. All right. Uh, I need to give you have you give me a rating zero to ten zero being what the 
hell was Howie Roseman thinking? Ken being, oh, this guy's going to get to stand at the top of the bus, in the front of the bus, after the parade going down Broad Street when Eagles win it all this year. The acquisition of Julio Jones, <laughs> zero to 10. Where do you put it? It's six. Oh, I don't, I don't think you it, that high. I don't think you have anything to lose bringing in Julio Jones. My concern with Julio getting to see him last year in Tampa is his availability, not his availability on Sunday, but his availability on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. He didn't practice much. He had a lot of veteran days off. He'll fit right in with the Eagles. Yeah, he he had a lot of of walkthroughs and 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 job for a walkthrough, right? That's the problem. If he's not, if he can't build, if you can't build chemistry with Tom Brady and in, in, in Tampa, it's going to be hard to build chemistry in Philly with Jalen Hurts. So if he's healthy, if he's available, if he can go out there and practice and, and, and get 15, 20, 30 plays and understand, and he can be an asset. He's, he's certainly not the Julio Jones who's making tremendous one-handed catches in the Super Bowl that should have cinched that win for Atlanta only to have. By the way, that would be one of the legendary plays in NFL history. They win that game. That was, and that was a footnote. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. And they end up blowing that one. Uh, But he's, he's still to me, a got a talented wide receiver who is a upgrade at that position right now. But my only concern is, is he going to be available? Is he going to go out? How long before ah, the ankle, the hamstring, the groin, something happens? But it would. T- I, I think it was worth a shot. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any downside. I, I think Julio becomes important if A.J. or Devontae sprain an ankle. Then that's when I think maybe he can have a, a bigger impact. The, the Eagles just don't have room for traffic. They have too many playmakers as it is, so I don't know how much how much he can put his stamp on this offense. But um, I don't know if you watch Monday Night Football. Go ahead. You were there. He was in your neck of the woods last year about Tampa not being available and the like. Did he ruffle any feathers when he was no better than the third or fourth option in the passing game? You got your two star wide receivers down there. Was was he a disruptive force at all? No, that that doesn't happen when when TB12 is in a locker room. He yeah, makes yeah. That, well, and, and by the way, <laughs> I don't think I don't think he's going to complain. I I think from the standpoint, there's just no there's one football. I don't think yeah. there's going to be many opportunities, uh, barring injury, for him to contribute. I don't I don't think Julio's going to create waves. Uh, I just don't see where the traffic is going to be there for him, but. I wanted to bring this up, and I brought it up to Jody because she has so many contacts around the league, Rob. About a hundred times on Monday Night Football. I don't know if you watched last night, and it's yeah, not you know it's TV. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman do a tremendous job. They probably said it a hundred times. Oh, if Minnesota loses this game, they're probably going to sell. But if they win the game, they're not going to sell. Please tell me NFL GMs aren't basing long-term decisions on 60 minutes of football that's that's that can't be true it please tell me they they can't and and you shouldn't and you would be a you would not be doing your job very well if you allow that to determine 
now you're your Minnesota Vikings. You're at three and four in a division where it's a long shot with the Lions at five and two, barring significant injuries to key players. You're not going to win that division. You may compete for the final wild card spot, but are you going to go all out by mode to compete for the seven seed? You shouldn't. You shouldn't do that. So uh, I, I think those are comments that sometimes it, it, it's you look at the standings, you look at the tr- uh, trade deadline date. And you put that together, and that'll be that'll be said this weekend about a bunch of teams that are right there in the mix. Oh, if if they lose this game, they're gonna yeah. they're gonna go full. Uh, I don't I don't believe that GMs, team presidents, uh, the whole front office can can do that, and and they know better. They have a bigger, clearer picture. Now, some teams may have been in a position where they've had guys who were injured, they've had guys who were down, that they may be getting back. They get it right around that 500 mark. They got a shot to bring in a player, but it's not a guy who's a, a, a free agent at the end of the season, who's a one and done, or maybe someone who's under contract who they can keep around. Then you make that move. But I think it's foolish for GMs to go out and make their trade deadline acquisitions based on, oh, well, we won this game, so now we're back in it. Mighty man, do you do a weekly power ranking? No, I think they're silly. Uh, I do a weekly power ranking that's unofficial when I just feel like tweeting something out. Yeah. But we don't we don't do power rankings. Good for you, Rob. They don't, they don't you. you know they don't mean anything. Me. You look at it. it I, the bills kept popping up on teams one and two two weeks ago, and I'm like, why? Why are you putting any Bills, Dolphins? You're putting them ahead of it. Should always been Eagles and Niners, and now it's clear. It's Eagles and Kansas City. And, and that's the Eagles, Niners, and the Chiefs were the three teams coming in, and they are the three teams right now. And last night's loss by San Francisco at Minnesota certainly drops them a pick. Oh, by the way, and I love doing this, the ESPN Power Index, which every week I have to go and check it, and I have to read how they actually go back to its computer-based and 10,000 simulated games played or whatever. They still have Buffalo number one. The Bills now have three losses. Not two, three losses, but they still have Buffalo. As How? Number one. What is the criteria here? I yeah. don't understand it. I read it every smart. week to try and figure it out, Rob, and I can't do it. I yeah. just, it doesn't make sense to me. I might not be the brightest guy in the world, but I'm also nobody's fool. What does either. that tell you it about analytics no right there? That's, that's yeah. a, that, if that's all analytical based, then you can take your analytics and flush them down the toilet. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Ridiculous. What did uh what that since you watched the game, what did that game tell you about the San Francisco 49ers? They didn't have Trent Williams, they didn't have Debo Samuel. Two losses in a row. Um Brock Purdy, you know, people talk about turnover worthy plays. All of a sudden there's a couple turnover worthy plays that are getting caught by the opposition. Any concern about the 49ers? I love Brock Purdy, but I didn't buy into the MVP candidate stuff two weeks ago and, and two weeks later after they lose two games. And you see how he performed uh, last week after losing McCaffrey and Debo. And this week without Debo and Trent Williams, certainly not a guy who's going to elevate everyone else around him. He, he's he's someone who is – I hate the term game manager. He's better than a game manager. He makes good decisions most of the time. Although I've seen him make a lot of dangerous passes, he did that last night. Two were picked. He got away with some a little bit earlier in the season. So 
he certainly was missing Debo, certainly was missing Trent Williams. And the, the difference for me between the 49ers and the Eagles is it's a quarterback position. Jalen Hurts can go out there and win you a game. Brock Purdy has not shown that he can go out there and win a game. They win plenty of games with Brock. He's got a ton of talent around him, but he hasn't elevated his game to where this guy's down, that guy's down. All right, fellas, right on my shoulders. I'm going to take you out there, and we're going to win this football game. He's not there yet. I don't know when he'll get there or if he'll get there. 49ers got a, a stingy defense. They got a ton of playmakers, but they need them all healthy. Most teams do. If the Eagles lost – A.J. Brown and, and Devontae Smith or Dallas or whoever, they're going to go out there and struggle too. I, I think it's going to come down to that December 2nd, 3rd, whatever day it is, matchup. That'll determine who's going to be the, the home field advantage in the NFC title game. And, and I could see the Eagles losing that one to the Niners in Philly. 49ers are all motivated. They get their revenge, and then the Eagles go to San Fran in the NFC title game and win that. Oh, I, I could certainly oh. see that happening. Do you think, uh, and last one, Rob, thanks as always for hopping on when you do. Do you think the Purdy MVP conversation, and I'm asking you to jump into the head of other media members and the like, which you may or may not be uh, desirous and or willing to do. Do you think part of it was that it's just boring to say, oh, Patrick Mahomes is the MVP again? It's kind of like Michael Jordan uh, Every, oh, Carl Malone wins the MVP. Why? Because we didn't want to give it to the Michael again and again and again and again. Mahomes is the MVP again, is he not? As of right hey, now. And you, it's, you, you, I know it's kind of like power rankings, which not all of us like to do. Uh, and it can change every single week, and it should. Mahomes is the MVP again. You certainly could make that argument. I, I think there, like you could have made that argument for Tom Brady for so many years, Aaron Rodgers for so many years, and uh, Brady. I think only won three, by the way. Which yeah. you, you look at the totality of his career, I, he should have he should have won more. But you you gave me a, a, a little thought there, Jody. Since uh, I handle all of that stuff, may, maybe I, I will stress this year to voters: do not be bored. Vote for the best candidate right. possible. And, and, and that's the way it's got to be done. I'm going to throw Lamar back in the mix, especially I, if Baltimore keeps uh, yes. keeps playing. Uh, that that is uh, an under. If they can be under the radar, they're. Under and and the I radar. know quarterbacks keep winning it, but Christian McCaffrey's got to be in a conversation. Oh yeah, Christian. Sixteen uh, straight games with a touchdown. Sixteen what, straight games. If he stays healthy, what he's able to do, it's it's just phenomenal for right? the running back position, and he's we, you know, yeah. obviously a threat in the slot and everything else that he brings. And uh, I know that voters have often used the offensive player of the year as the award to give to the best non-quarterback and they go MVP for quarterback, but uh, he certainly belongs in the mix right now too. I'll fly in the face of conventional thinking. And I know John will have my back because we talked about it. Miles Garrett deserves some consideration. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get it. Defensive line is not going to win the MVP, but damn off the weekend game that he had, uh, he should at least be in the conversation, should he not? Yeah, yeah he should be. Uh, and, and I certainly uh, emphasize that it doesn't have to be only a quarterback. It's got it. It can be any player. And when someone says, "Well, this position, you know, no one's won it since LT," I will remind folks that a kicker, Mark Mosley, Mark Mosley, once baby, was the <laughs> NFL MVP. So Straight ahead, kicker too. Hope. Yeah. It should give hope to any player at any position. If a kicker 
can be the MVP of the NFL. It was in a strike short in lockout yeah. short in whatever yeah. year. I think that the, the Washington Redskins at the time oh, were yeah. eight and two or nine and two, whatever on their way. But yeah, he, he was, he was the MVP. Everybody should be on a table. Miles Garrett, uh, Micah Parsons was uh, in the conversation at some point in a long last season. And, and, and there's always been, well, if anyone's ever going to win it, Mike is going to be the defense. Right. Hey, Let's like you said. Let's not discount Miles Garrett. One of the great marriages of all time, Miles Garrett with Jim Swartz. The tremendous mm-hmm. bit uh, at Rob Motti. Make sure you follow Rob on Twitter. Does a tremendous job. Go to Game Seven, Rob. I'm advocating that. Um, <laughs> and speaking of, did you see Miles jump over the line of scrimmage, block the field goal? Yes, yes, true, true, tr- uh, incredible, incredible yeah. play. But by the way, Gardner Minshew put up some numbers against oh, yeah. Jim Schwartz yeah. defense and That's true. thirty plus points and four hundred yeah. plus total yards. So after they were number one coming in, uh, they got a taste of the Minshew mania. Yeah, yeah but Minshew couldn't beat the former yeah. Al PJ Walker coming up big for the. <laughs> she used he used to be in class with my daughter. That's why I root for. Her. Uh, real quick. As Dallas over is Dallas a legit uh concern for the Eagles in your mind? Uh, I thought so coming in when I picked them ahead of the Eagles in the division, but I well, see too right many did. I, Yeah, I see too many warts. I see too many problems right now with the Cowboys. Uh, I don't have that confidence and belief in Dallas that I did coming into the season. Plus I I thought yeah, I wanted to pick someone different cuz nobody's won a division consecutive years since the yeah. Eagles from 01 to 04, but but right now, I, I don't have real concern with anyone in the division. The Eagles only beat themselves if they can stay healthy. The biggest concern's got to be what's up with Jalen's knee. I don't think it's anything significant since he went back out there and performed. You're not going to mess around with the franchise if there's a thought. Uh, there, there's some guys who've told me what they think um, it could be. I don't want to put it out there because it's always speculation. It's not it's not uh, anyone who's diagnosed him, but there's some certain types of things with the knees that you can play through and may or may not get worse. But that to me is the bigger concern than anything any other team can do. What do you think of McCarthy as a play caller? Uh, he's a little different of a play caller when he doesn't have uh, Aaron Rodgers under center. Everybody helps, is. <laughs> right. Helps make you be, be a, a better play caller. Um, that, that to me is something, you know, who I spoke to Tony Pollard about this, and he, he said the difference between Mike McCarthy and, and Kellen Moore is that you have to be on your details more. You you have to be so it, it suggests that he's a lot more detail oriented, and, and maybe it takes a little bit of time for some of those guys to to get in sync with all of that when when you got a, a lot of terminology and uh, and things of that nature. We'll see about the Cowboys. Uh, that's coming up in just a couple of weeks. And we're going to get you back in a couple of weeks. If you're heading over to Citizen Bank Park, enjoy. They better win. Otherwise, we're going to give you grief on parts three, six. Not me, five. man. I, I am. If, if I find out you're going, Not you got to text me and say, send, it, send a picture from the park <laughs> and say, I'm there. I'm going to give you props if they win. I'm going to bury your ass if they lose. <laughs> and if well, you need a ride, just text me. I owe you one. <laughs> you got it, fellas. Take Rob, it easy. Always a pleasure. Yeah, Thanks, buddy. Thank Rob you. Rob Marty, lead writer for the NFL for the Associated Press. And I forgot. Yeah, he's the organizer of the MVP stuff. And I meant what I said. And this is no knock on Jalen. Jalen's having a good year, a very good year. Slightly down from his MVP level year last year, and there's a whole bunch of reasons and explanations for that. 
Mahomes is the MVP again. It's you're it's, right it's, about Michael, though. Yeah, they just gave it to other people because they were tired. They got tired of it. They yeah. we got to give it to him again. Yeah, let's give it to Carl Malone. Yeah. Uh, some of that same with LeBron as well. LeBron should have wanted a bunch more as well. Um, some of the same similar sentiment. People and get every MVP voter will look you in the eye and tell you, no, I yeah. didn't vote that way. Yeah. And I'll tell them, I'll look them in the eye and go, I don't yeah, believe you. Do. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. He's McMullen. I'm McDonald. Coming back here to put a bow on the show on Birds 365. If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Win and save this baseball season from Colony Pools and Power Washing, a local company serving Delaware, Delco, and Chester County since 1970. Are you tired of looking at your greenhouse? Is your roof, siding, deck stained green from algae and mold? Let the experts pressure wash your home and take the pressure off of you. Win with Colony Pools and Power Washing. Call them now at 302-762-2250. That's 302-762-2250. Yeah, Mac, I'm back here on Birds 365. Johnny Mac's got interview duties today. You get coordinator conversation, right? If there's if there's a guy who could peacock this week for the Eagles, I would suggest Sean Desai. Sean Desai. This is why I like the Eagles. Um, 
uh, as opposed to three quarters of the league that I said, and they beat people on foundational principles alone. Like they're coming off a game where they gave, uh, they're playing a team that averaged almost 500 yards and 37 points, and they gave up 244 yards and 10 points. And they said, nope, we got to get better. They're, they're not, they're not swayed by 60 minutes of football because things go and games have personalities and guys are injured and things are that they know they're not good enough at safety. They've known they're not good enough at safety. They make a move. That's the foundational stuff I'm talking about. They don't get messed up in individual games and what happens on a particular 60 minutes. They do that. And the next day, they go out and get a two-time All-Pro safety. That's pretty good on Howie Roseman's part. Uh, Kevin Bayard will be here, and they're going to have to get him up to speed. He's got to play this week, right, John? When you trade Edmonds, who played 100% of the snaps, did he play every snap on defense? Well, Reed might be back. we got to see. So it might not be that much of a necessity. If Reed is able to get back, then you have Reed and – Sydney Brown, but they want to get Kevin Byard up as quickly as possible. I mean, you know, this is a veteran player. They might have him on a – he's been playing. That's one thing they said, Josiah Scott versus Julio Jones. One had been practicing, one hadn't. Right. So they had Julio on a pitch count, not as much with Josiah. Kevin obviously has been playing. So Same thing with Roby. Him. That's why yeah. they didn't have Roby out there for every single exactly. snap his first weekend. They wanted to build him back up. Yeah. Now they've got him in. He got hurt, and that's unfortunate. But, yeah, fire. he's been playing every snap for – it's not going to yeah. be a conditioning thing. It's just they get up to speed with the way the Eagles play type thing. Would not be surprised if he plays a lot more than any of the other new Eagle additions during the year. All right, brother, uh, you going to do this again with me tomorrow? Yeah, let's do it. All right, McMullen and McDonald will be right back here with you on Birds 365 in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.